So when Brad Gates was here, our, um, he was our outreach pastor, and he's gone on to pastor his own church. Uh, he started doing something here that I absolutely loved. There's a lot of things that Brad did that I loved. If he was here, I'd give him a bad time and tell him there's some things I didn't, but <laughs> he's a great guy. Love that family. And uh, what he would do is when we told it was time for the kids to go to their classes, we didn't dismiss them. So, but what we did is we celebrated and released them. So we're going to celebrate by giving them a big chair and saying, have a great time, kids. Yeah, give it up for the kids. We're so thankful they're here, every one of them. Praise God, so thankful. I guess everyone already knew where to go, so that's good. Uh, Jim Bolino's got the... Uh, Middle schoolers, thankful? Yeah. So I really, really need your prayers. Um, I got a tremendous amount of pressure on me today. There's a potluck. And I'm speaking. Pressure. I've already been told two or three times, keep it short. Okay. So we're going to try and... Uh, Hit this, and I am excited. Uh, we're doing the parables of Jesus today, and um, st still talking out of the Gospel of Matthews. Uh, and so, the parables of Jesus. So, there's no way, well, if I were to speak on all the parables of Jesus, which are about 55 from my understanding, uh, <laughs> we'd probably get out of here kind of late. <laughs> So what God put on my heart to share is, why did Jesus teach in parables? Why did he do this? What, what is it that made Jesus teach in parables? We're going to find out. And then I, at the end of everything uh, today, giving you a homework assignment. <laughs> How many are excited now? Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Praise God. Thank you, brother. All right. So why Jesus taught in parables. Matthew, the 13th chapter, I'm going to read a few verses and then go on from there. That same day, verse 1, chapter 13 of Matthew, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. And such large crowds gathered around him, and he got into the boat and sat in it. And while all the people stood on the shore, he told them many things in parables, saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he scattered the seeds, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly and because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered away because they didn't have any root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still others fell, still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, 160 or 30 times what was sown. I'm going to stop there for a second before I say what I'm going to say next. And <laughs> here's your homework assignment, if you want to write it down. I'm going to ask you this week to come back, if you would, next week, and tell me what you think those soils are. What does it mean? Here's the truth. The truth is, and I'm just telling you, I'm going to jump ahead, the power for growth 
is in the seed. The seed has the power to grow because God's given it the power. You guys follow me on that? The power in the seed is from God, and it grows depending on what soil it lands on. I kind of gave you a heads up, but that's going to be your homework assignment this week. Hopefully, you can get it done. Now, Jesus says something here that just, he says, he who has ears, let him hear. And then the disciples came to him and they said, why do you speak to the people in parables? So the disciples left everybody and said, why are you doing, why are you talking like this? So somebody's happy in there. So um, why do you speak to the people in parables? And And this is what Jesus says. The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Now, in Matthew, the 13th chapter, he he says, he who has ears, let him hear. It kind of looks like it's just going along just like, just part of what he said. But if you look at the same account in chapter 8 of Luke, it says, after he taught the parable, he called out. The inference is he stood up. There was an emphasis on this. Now, hear this, because this is... This is why he taught in parable. I'm going to tell parables. I'm going to tell you why. He stands up, or he emphasizes, if you would, if you don't want to thought, think he stood up. He's, but he said, "He who has ears to hear, let him hear." That's why I'm teaching in parables. So our hearing of the Lord is crucial. And I'm going to get into it a little bit more in a minute. But how many of you sometimes don't hear very well? Anybody? Uh, Where's that slide, uh, Lisa? Will you put that slide up that I gave you? There it is. Welcome to my life. Now, this is, that happens. No, that happens in my household. Now, I'm not kidding. About, I'm telling you it happens. Now, I have a little office where I have the computer and everything, and I do my studies and, and, uh, and do all sorts of things in there. And my, if my wife's home, uh, she'll be in the kitchen or maybe in the family room, and there's an opening, but there's this wall, and she'll call. She'll say something. Now, when she says something, I have four choices. I'm just going to be transparent with you. I can either act like I didn't hear her, because I really, I just kind of heard some noise. (laughs) Which, if it's something important, doesn't go over well. Did you hear me? The second option is, I can say, yeah, okay, okay. Now, man, have any of you ever done that? No, seriously, yeah, sure. I don't know what she said, but I said, sure, okay, got it. 
which three days later gets me into trouble because we're going somewhere. I had no idea where we're going. <laughs> the third choice is I can say, talk louder. Talk louder. And it goes from to I will confess to you, I don't hear perfectly. That's not my wife's fault. My fourth choice, and really it's the best choice, is for me to get up out of my chair from my office, hopefully without rolling my eyes, and walk in and look at my wife and say, what did you say? It's about hearing. It's about not just hearing a noise. It's really knowing what she said. That's important. So, it's the same way when Jesus speaks to us. See, sometimes Jesus speaks to us and we, we hear something and we act like we didn't hear him. There's a parallel here, folks. I'm just telling you. Sometimes he'll say something we're not clear on what he wants and we just go, sure. Sometimes God will speak to us and we say, well, speak up. Or the other option is, God will speak to us and we can go to him and find out. That's what happened here. In the 13th, in the 12th chapter of 13, look, at, look what it says. Jesus says this, whoever has will be given more. Has what? Look at, look, look at that verse, if you will, with me. Verse 12 says, whoever has, has what? What's he talking about? Will be given more and he will be given in abundance. And whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, that's what Luke says, will be taken from him. From him. And that is why I speak in parables. Let me just get to the bottom line here. Jesus spoke in parables so people would hear. What does it take to hear Jesus? You need to go to him and ask. You need to go to him. And folks, I'm telling you, that takes time. It takes focus. It takes effort, and I hear people all the time, and I'm, it's us, it's not you, it's us. We're all guilty of knowing that Jesus wants to do more in our lives, knowing that we want to hear his voice, knowing that Jesus wants to come in, speak to us, lead us, guide us, direct us. Jesus says in the 10th chapter of the book of John, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow how clearly are we hearing the voice of the Lord in our lives? And then he says something that for me was a bit disturbing. Now in Luke the 8th chapter, 18th verse says, Therefore consider carefully how you listen. Consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will more be given and whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has will be taken from him. And then Jesus goes and he quotes from the book of Isaiah. And to Isaiah, 
He said this, though seeing they do not see, though hearing they do not hear or understand, in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You'll be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous men long to see what you see, but did not see it. So now that always bothered me, that, that verse. It's like he's saying to you, I've been given, I've given. I'm going to let you know what I'm saying. I'm going to let you know what I'm saying. But to the rest of their losers, those losers, forget them. Because that's what I used to think that it said. But let me tell you what it's really saying. He's saying, if you care enough to find out, I'll tell you. Giving you Coach Nick's paraphrase right there. If you care enough to hear from Jesus, to hear his voice, and to know what he wants, and to know what he's saying, if we care enough, He'll tell us. So we live in this instant society. I came home from the school last night. I worked, worked there. Um, uh, it was not really a job. It's a joy. So I came home, was hungry, put some food in the microwave, hit 30 seconds, and done. You know, if I want to find out information, you know, I used, when I first started ministry, I had this whole rack of books up there. Now I just go on the computer, and I type in something, and I get the answer. We've got this instant society that's just, that's just like, the technology is so extreme. It's so much that we can learn so much so easily, get things done so quickly. And that's how we think God, God deals with us. And it's not. If we want to find out what Jesus wants, if we want to find out what Jesus is leading us to, if we want to hear his voice and follow him, it's going to take time and commitment, and it's going to take dedication on our parts. Because that's how he operates. We don't, Jesus does not have a 30-second button on. Oh, here, Jesus, 30 seconds. No. That's not how it works. We get to know him more and more and more. So why did Jesus teach him parables? He taught him parables so that only people who really want to know what he's saying will know. And if you don't want to know, don't worry about it, because not, it might not be talking to you. I'm just telling the truth. So if, if you want to hear, you can hear. We have so many distractions right now. We just came through a pandemic. And before that was officially over, a war started. And now that's escalated. Went to the gas station a couple weeks ago and spent $3.70 for a gallon of gas, which is still more than last year but I'm afraid to go the next time. 
Everything's costing more. Everything is getting more intense. And if we're not careful, we'll get caught up in that. If we're not careful, we'll get so caught up in the latest news, get caught up in anger over prices. Can I submit to you, us getting angry about those things or worried about those things is not going to do one thing? Prayer will. See, Jesus said this to the disciples. He taught in parables so that if you really want to know what he's saying, if you really want to follow him and hear him and hear his voice, then you press in. If you press in, you'll hear him. The longer you do it, watch, the longer you do it, the more you'll hear. It's amazing because you hear the Lord and you go, oh, that's what you sound like. Some of you, I'm talking to you, you don't know what the Lord sounds like. And it's a process that we go through. We learn how to hear God's voice. Now, I'm almost done already. Can you believe it? How do we hear, how can we hear the Lord? I'm going to give you six ways you can hear the Lord. These are things you can actively do, except for one of them. You can actually decide, I'm going to do this, and if you do this, it'll help you hear the Lord. Here we go. Number one is the Word of God, the Bible, Hebrews 4, 12 and 13, 12 through 13, if you want to look that up. So it's the word of God. He's quick and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. It is God's message to us. It's his letter to us. It's him speaking to us. You want to know what Jesus sounds like? You want to know what God sounds like? Read the word. Right now we're reading through the book of Genesis together. And I know some of you are. And I'm, I'm hoping and praying that we can read the word of God together. Because it's the word of God that we stand in. It's his truth. Secondly, by obedience when you hear him, Romans 10, 17. So when you hear the Lord, when you read something and you obey it, you learn from it. You hear it more clearly. How many of you ever, who had kids, how many ever when they were little, you'd tell them to do something, they ignore you? Amen, sister, amen. (laughs) And so they don't obey you the first time, and you're doing something for their good, and so what do you do? Say it again. Then you raise your voice, and you keep raising it until you don't cross the street. And until they learn why you're telling them that, learn why they need to obey you, they'll keep doing the same thing. Am I right? Thirdly, through Bible teachers who teach the truth, let me just emphasize that. So Doug Doug teaches and uh, 
I teach, and it's important for you to know, are we teaching the truth? Am I, today, I'm, what I'm telling you, is it truth? It better not be my own idea. It better be what the Word of God says, because if it's not, I need to be called out on it. I am not the end all. Doug is not the end all. I think he's pretty awesome, but he's not the end all. And I encourage you, whether it be someone live, podcast, whatever cast, What's, uh, oh, they have blogs, right? Blog? Is it blog? I don't even know how to say it. They have all kinds of tools at our, dispoil, at, at our disposal that we can go to. You can see what God is saying. Learn from the Lord. So Bible teachers. Here's another way. Fourth, through fellowship with other believers. So I got to tell you, I'm, I'm coming down here with y'all. Listen, I get so excited when I see people coming back. You know, when we went through the pandemic, there's so many of you coming back. It's so awesome that you're here. You know why? Because I can hear from the Lord from you. I learn how Jesus talks. I learn what he says from you. I don't know everything. Hopefully I don't act like I know everything because I totally don't. I love our pastor. He's taught me. He's taught us. We are all in process. Nobody has arrived. But praise God, we got one another. I can... I can't tell you. I'm sorry. I need to, I'm going to call out Gary because I am so blessed by this brother. Continually. In the last couple times, I just love, I love to hear what you're saying from the word. You come up here and you just... And I'm thankful for you. Praise God for you. The reason we come to church is to serve God. Do you, understand, do you know that? I mean, know that. Okay, three of you. That's good. Uh, no, the reason we come to church is not to serve God. It's so we can be one another, so we can be lifted up, built up, encouraged through fellowship. Because I can hear from God from you, and I want to. Everybody say amen. Now, this next one, we don't really have uh, any power over, but this is true. God will speak to you through dreams and visions. It's a biblical thing. It's a biblical truth. God speaks through dreams and visions. Now, I, I got to tell you, sometimes I have dreams. I've never had a vision. I've never heard God's voice audibly, but I have heard his voice. I'll talk about that in a minute. But God speaks through dreams, and God speaks through visions. Last night, I had two or three dreams, and this morning when I got up and I was with the Lord, I said, Lord, were you trying to speak to me through those? And I'm going to go back and ask him again, is there something there that I was supposed to see? Most of the time when he speaks through a dream, it's for me. So he speaks through dreams and visions. So don't discount. I've heard people, oh, man, I had the weirdest dream. And I'm going to ask him, was that from the Lord? Because he still speaks through dreams and visions. And I know almost all of you believe that. But we don't depend on dreams and visions. We don't depend on him, but we can learn through him. How many understand that? The word of God it always goes back to God's word, period. Finally, Small, still voice. We see that Elijah, 
The Lord said to Elijah, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord wasn't in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord wasn't in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. A small, still voice. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face, went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then the Lord spoke to him and says, how come you're here, Elijah? I'm not going to go into the background, but it's pretty fascinating. We live such loud, busy lives. I don't know. Most of the time, God speaks to me in a small, still voice. And I so desire for us to hear his voice, follow him. Thanks, Lord. We want to hear your voice. Teach us, train us to hear your voice. We want to know what you're saying. Help all the distractions and the busyness and all that's around us right now not separate us from hearing you. Today, Jesus, we come to you just like the disciples and say, what do you want to say to me, Lord? I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to hear. Help us to do that, Jesus. Amen. Here's your, now you're going to look at the parable of the solar sea because after he says what I just talked about, he starts with the parable, he tells them why he's teaching parables, and the next thing he explains a parable. I would love to know what you get out of that. I'd love to know what Jesus is going to teach you through, that, through the parable of the solar seed. Amen? Let's go hear Jesus. Amen? Praise God. Good word. Good word, Mike. Okay, so don't run off. we got a potluck here. It always takes a little while to get going. Uh, Jane has to come in, so don't run off. Fellowship, if you want to help set the chairs up, you can. Just enjoy this time because we'll just take a little break, and uh, pretty soon we'll be sitting down and eating. So go ahead and take some time here and have some time of fellowship.